This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. With pedals like the Snow Day Delay, the Pep Rally Fuzz, the Trash Panda, and my personal favorite, the Science Fair, which is two classic dirt pedals in one with a mid-boosted overdrive on one side, a black lab rat circuit on the other, and a blend knob to blend between them to find the perfect classic stacked dirt sound you're looking for, it's hard not to find something you'll love. Mark builds all of his pedals by hand in Syracuse, New York, where he also works as a full-time educator. In addition to the super fun graphics on their pedals, Mark also offers custom artwork. Want your dog's face on a pedal? He can do it. Want your face on a pedal? He can make that happen too. Go over to summerschoolelectronics.com and make sure to tell them that 40 Watt Podcast sent you. We're for a real starting this time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not the false starts we've had. All right, 40 Waters, welcome to another episode of the 40 Watt Podcast. This is take three because Steve and I keep deciding to talk about things we can't say on the episode. Sorry. Maybe a few of them will rehash on the Patreon episode if you want to go over there. Uh, you're not a Patreon supporter. You say, well, that's really easy. Just like the thing at the beginning that you've already heard said, go over to patreon.com slash 40 watt podcast. $3 a month gets you ad free listening uh, and $5 a month gets you uh, this episode ad free and a bonus episode. I kind of stole all those things from guitar nerds. That's exactly what they do. I just don't do the early because half the time <laughs> I'm recording this episode the night before it airs. So <laughs> I can't put it hey, out early. As long as it eventually hits. Yeah, exactly. As long as it eventually lands, we're going to get there. Anyway, so this week I'm pumped. Uh, Steve and I have actually, we stole somebody else's podcast for an episode together. We chat in Discord all the time, but we've never sat down and recorded an episode. So uh, Steve Rao from 60 Cycle Hum, if you're not aware, or, you know, as some of you may know him as Stevis from the artwork on the big ears, Stevis and Burkhead <laughs> pedal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Getting getting those getting That's those me. mad model royalties, right? Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, Steve, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. I can't complain. I'm uh, actually I messed up my back yesterday, but you know, so hopefully, you could complain. Hopefully, yeah. Well, hopefully, by the time this hits the uh, hits the interwebs, um, my back will be. I'm not. Hold, I'm not crossing my fingers. This one's <laughs> this one's pretty rough. I feel like I'm about like uh, 75 years old right now. It's not great. Yeah, man. Welcome to. Are you 40 yet? No, no. God, I oh. got some time. Oh man, just wait, just wait. You think your 30s were bad? No, I'm kidding. My my 40s have been great <laughs> so far. I mean, I'm not very far into the 40s. I'm 41, so but mm. so far they're fine. Um, no worse than the 30s. Um. But yeah, as I said, you're from, uh, you are the other side of 60 cycle hum. Uh, you are the, uh, feels like the organizational force keeping Ryan together. Um, uh, in a, in a lot of ways you pull Ryan that, back from the a, brink. Yeah. Th that's at least my character on TV. <laughs> 
I'm not really a type A, but I play one on TV. Um, So let's, um, since you probably have talked, I mean, y'all have been, I, I, y'all are well over what, 400 episodes at this point for almost 400 and something odd. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think today's, uh, so we're, cause we're recording, you know, a a few days before this launch, um, launches uh so we record ryan and i will be recording i think episode 453 this week Oof, um, so that works out to something like i think it'll be nine years in january but i'm not 100 percent sure that's i think it's nine years pretty wild in that's pretty insane i technically started this podcast in november of 2020 but i did like two episodes and then waited till january so i'm calling january my new Mm, uh, my anniversary mm. at that point, but um, I'll be two years for me, but that's a whole lot of episodes. So I'm sure at some point the backstory has been told. You're going to have to forgive me. I've not gone back oh, and yeah. tried to listen to all the old <laughs> episodes. There's no way I, I'm not that person. I'm typically a person that finds a podcast and picks up wherever sure, it is. Sure. I started. So let's, let's give the listeners an idea who you are and uh, why they should listen to you. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, um, if you don't, I would say 60 cycle home is a podcast for people who uh, are fans of, of uh, riffs, beards and gears, ridiculous reverbs episodes. If you like those uh, and you want to listen to like eight years of them, you can check out the 60 cycle hum guitar podcast. Basically Ryan and I, um, the, the story is, is, uh, is basically uh, of the show. Uh, so Ryan and I used to be in bands together. Uh, we've known each other for for probably about eighteen years, nineteen years, sure. and um, you know, maybe nine years ago, uh, he goes, "Hey, have you ever heard of this thing called podcasts?" I go, "No, what the hell is that?" So we're kind of started listening to podcasts, and we were always listening to like my brother, my brother and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one I listened to a lot. And then we would, I would sit at work and he would be at work um, and we would just be watching our local Craigslist for deals. And uh, if we saw a deal, especially back then, like there was, there wasn't eBay was like, if you were savvy, you, you could do eBay right. reverb didn't exist. So there was this whole, you know, Facebook marketplace didn't exist. So there was this whole market of where you could buy something on Craigslist for cheap then you could turn around and sell it on Revit on eBay, or if it was like a oh, busted up guitar, whatever, you could buy it for cheap on Craigslist. And this is what I did for a while. Excuse me, uh, buy it, clean it up, slap a fresh set of strings on it. Doesn't work. Well, it's because you're you know you twisted on the output jack too hard, <laughs> broke broke a, broke the ground plug. You know, thirty minutes of of you know of. I, I would always say like, oh, it's 30 minutes of work. And most of that is waiting for your soldering iron to warm up. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? I had one and of those could, soldering irons could, too. Yeah, so then you could flip, you know, you could flip this stuff. Um, so uh, we would send these ads back and forth just over AWOL Instant Messenger. That's how long ago it was. Um, and, uh, and then one day he goes, hey, man, uh, this week, let's uh, – try this thing. He's like, I think this could be a really good podcast. So this week, let's not send any ads to each other. Let's just get, get them, save the links, uh, take screenshots of the, of the, of the ads 
And then let's get together this week and just record ourselves talking about these ads that we found. And I think we would throw in like topics. We would find topics. Uh, we actually started the Facebook group really early uh-huh. uh, in the run. So that way we had somewhere for if people would say like, hey, what do you think about these new amps from Marshall or whatever? Then we could be like, who cares? Marshall sucks. Fender, Fender, Fender. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, it's like stuff like, like stuff where it's like we started crowdsourcing really early uh, because it's hard to like, we, we didn't want to be another like news podcast. It kind of felt yeah. like, well, there's people who do that. Um, this is use gear, like kind of the nitty gritty DIY thing is what we felt like we were good at. And so that's kind of the lane that we chose to be in. So yeah, if, if you know, if two guys riffing on a guitar where it's hand painted and it looks like the story is that, uh, this woman smoked drugs while pregnant and gave birth to a wheelchair kid. Uh, if that oh sounds like something God. you want to hear two guys talk about, then uh, check out the show. That was a recent one. That, that, was, uh, that, was, that was like a month ago. That was. I was going to say, or, you know, guitars made of bones that a guy claims he got from his uncle. and Yeah, uh, yeah his uncle's know. bones. We should have <laughs> saved, saved that one for Halloween, and we didn't. Huge My, mistake. Man, that guitar. What a wild story. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've been listening to you all for a little while now, and uh, I, I don't – I do not remember how I stumbled across your podcast at all. I don't – I can't remember that far back. I barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So, um, oh yeah, no, I get that. But yeah, I don't even know if I had breakfast this morning. <laughs> Actually, did I have breakfast this morning? Yeah, I did. Okay, it took me a second. Um, that moment of dead air—it was wonderful. Um, but no, <laughs> so yeah, I've been listening. It's a lot of fun because that's you know I I've talked about on this podcast a bunch how. That's what I did to to make spare money and to not make a living, but you know, because I was yeah. a college student. But that's how I made my you know beer money and my you know walking around town money was I would go into pawn shops and I would go into uh, whatever we had a Trade Winds magazine, which is basically like a statewide you know classified mm. ad type thing. So I would look for things there, um, and I would man, I would trade anything. Like I I got I, I remember one of the best deals I ever made was a trade winds ad where the guy listed a 70s Ludwig drum kit and he listed it and said uh beat up got all these other extras he listed you know no no brand name no nothing and it was like 300 bucks and I was like I'm calling that oh, guy wow. so I went and checked it out and it was like this full on seven piece Ludwig Con- uh, like concert time I don't know what the proper term they don't have a bottom head like there's not even lugs to attach a bottom oh, okay. head um, and so he had that but uh, he also had a Gibraltar rack system a full complement of cymbals oh, wow. a DW double bass drum a Yamaha popcorn snare like he had all this stuff 300 bucks good Dude. grief yeah the D- DW double kick is like a, a- Depending on the series, and this is why my show works, is because I'm just recalling this. Yeah, uh, I think the five thousand series is like what 150 bucks, brand new yeah. by itself. It, it was maybe, a it was a, a seven thousand series. So oh, it good was, grief! Uh, it wasn't the good. Was well, like, that's that goes the opposite way with DW. So that goes down. Does in it quality. go opposite? Yeah, it goes opposite. So five thousand is their like pro level, 
And I think three thousand oh, okay. is even better. Seven thousand is like the cheaper one, but even then, that's like a hundred bucks. The Gibraltar rack, yeah. I think I sold yeah. for three hundred and fifty alone. I was going to say the, the the those Gibraltar racks are big money. Yeah, I sold the yeah. kit for another three hundred. I sold the popcorn snare for like a hundred and twenty. I was like, that's that's what I used to do. You know, find yeah. that person who just has the thing they just need to get rid of. I, heck, uh, I live in a college town now. Earlier this year, uh, as mm-hmm. you know, school was getting out, all the students were leaving town, right? So I, I'm constantly looking at Facebook Marketplace, and somebody was selling one of those Alesis uh, uh, nitro mesh drum kits, electronic drum kits. Right. 75 bucks. I messaged him. I said, oh, where wow. are you? I'll be right there. I turned around, sold it for 350 <laughs> that week, you know? Jeez. Yeah. So the it's, deals uh, are still there. Yeah. You got it. It's, I've, I don't remember who I was talking to, but um, the thing that uh, somebody told me recently was basically that the deals are still, still there. The difference is that you need to be like, your net has to be bigger. Like you have yes. to know more. So it's like, I, I don't know enough. I know I used to know enough about, I know enough to, to have been able to like flip drums 10 years ago. I don't know enough to be able to flip them now. I don't know. You know enough to sell drums at Sweetwater. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah. And, and I think we can talk about that later. Oh yeah, we definitely will. Um, so I think, I think it's true. I think the deals are still there, even in the age of the internet where everybody can see it. Cause here's the deal. People will always need to sell something quickly. You mm-hmm. just got to be one. You've got to always be looking. This is what I used to tell my friends when I went before I moved where I am now, where I was, they were like, dude, you always find deals. Like, how do you do that? I said, one, I'm flexible in what I'm looking for. I'm not necessarily looking for a certain thing. Um, I'm, you know, whatever pops up that happens to be a good deal that I think I can turn around. I said, and two, I am always looking. I I never stop looking. You, you're constantly searching, uh, which is not good when you're an adult with adult income and you have, you want all the gear in the world with like I do. It's how you accumulate. For sure. For sure. But yeah, it's it's an interesting way to go. And I love the fact that's how y'all started because I think that's what what I related to. That was like immediately I was like, oh no, I get this. I this this yeah. makes sense I, to me. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported in part by String Joy Strings. I'm a snob, at least that's what people tell me. I'm never okay with good enough, and that's where String Joy Strings come in. They're better than good enough. They're the best. Stranger are making some of the finest strings available today right up the road from me in Nashville, Tennessee. They offer custom sets, balanced tension, coated strings, the works. If you need it, they can probably make it happen. You should be using Stringjoy Strings, and if you're going to order from them, you really could help this podcast out by clicking the affiliate link down in the description or show notes below. You get amazing strings, I get a little bit of that back to help the show keep going. It's a win-win situation. Get your Stringjoy Strings today. I think so, you know, a lot of listeners, a lot of people uh, are more familiar with the with Ryan's YouTube videos sure. than, than the podcast. And actually, sometimes it's like infuriating because uh, people will come on to um, 
the will jump on YouTube and leave comments on the podcast episodes. We started filming them even like years ago. Uh, but people will jump on and be like, I came here for pedal demos, not to hear two guys talk about nothing. <laughs> like angry. And I'm like, if two guys didn't start talking about nothing, this channel wouldn't exist. Well, not only that, it's like, dude, you can click to the next video. Like, seriously, you're you're staying here voluntarily. Yeah, I think, like, I think uh, on a lot of these episodes, like, we start with, you know, uh, this is, oh, no, I guess we don't necessarily say what the episode number is. Maybe we should, but it's in the title, you know, it's, uh, you look at it. It's right there. Take 30 seconds, you know, to look at the description. This is, this also kind of leads into like, uh, my, my hot take on the current state of Twitter where Elon Musk is banning oh. people for impersonating him. Yeah. And I don't really understand it because he is the only at Elon Musk. Right. Like, to me, it's really obvious just to name the most, the, the biggest named one or the most storied one is it's really obvious when Elon Musk's handle is at Kathy Griffin. That the message is not from Elon Musk. Appar- uh, apparently, he reinstated her today. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I know. But I, it's like the, I it's have like not been you, on Twitter today. It's like when you get the scam emails, and it's like uh, oh, Home Depot, you've won a ten thousand dollar gift certificate. Oh. Just, oh my gosh! And then you look at the address. Well, first of all, I won't even talk about the grammar and the spelling and the weird, like uppercase, lowercase things that happen there. But the email <laughs> address—it's like just email us back at—and the email is like Home Depot giveaway at clickbait dot you're a sucker dot com. You know, <laughs> it's it's literally that bad. Um, it's literally you know. Uh, again, it, it, we there's. I, I need to I need to go live. I might do a live stream someday where <laughs> I actually I actually so one of the big problems uh, that we've been having. Oh, f- first of all, going back. Uh, so yeah, so after we did the podcast for I think a year, one of our friends said uh, uh, who uh, introduced us to um, Josh Scott uh-huh. um, introduced us to Julie Robbins and Jamie Stillman over at Earthquaker. And basically said, uh, these guys do a podcast. Um, do you think you could hook them up with some gear? They'll talk about it on the show, record some demos and whatever. So it's like 2000, uh, you know, late 2014, 2015, something like that. Whenever it was, we went to our first NAM. Um, and, uh, and so we got that stuff. And so that's when the YouTube stuff started going. And now the YouTube channel is big enough that we get these telegram scammers Oh yeah, uh, where you leave a comment and someone replies to you and they've taken your logo and they've made it their profile picture, but their name is uh, so their name used to just be like 60 cycle hum giveaway or, you know, 60 cycle hum contest. And then the body of the message would say, would be like, Hey, contest us on contact us on telegram at, excuse me, at 60 cycle hum uh, because you've won a prize. And they would send like a hundred of these out. Yeah. So first of all, I'm like, one, you really think we're going to give away a hundred things? I don't know. You sent out a hundred reverbs. We we sent out like 250. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, and then two, but two, it's like, uh, so I, I have, I have screenshots because I messaged one of these people oh. and go back and forth. And they're like, okay, 
I had to figure out what what it was because I don't know. Uh, you'll, I think you'll know right away. I had a th- th- inkling of what it was, and then I had sure. to look it up. When I say uh, Bloomfield VOS, do you know what that is? Vintage old stock. I mean, that's VOS to it, me. Yeah. So if I say Bloomfield VOS nineteen fifty nine, you know what I? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a Bloomfield uh, burst. It's the Mike Bloomfield. Yeah, so burst. it's it's the Mike Bloomfield signature uh, or VOS. They did a VOS for Mike Bloomfield yes. like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. So that was the prize. The prize that I won. And so then I I went in this down this rabbit hole of. Oh, oh wow, great. Did you ever like do you have any videos? I'd love to I'd love to tell my friends what I want. Mm-hmm. I I'd love to see a video of it. Oh no, no, I didn't make a video. And it just turns into this whole thing where I'm asking like like but aren't you a demo channel if you are before you give away a $10,000 guitar, don't you think you should do a demo of it? And <laughs> they were just like it was just this run around and then it became do you, do you want the guitar or not? And all of this over, like a the, oh, in order to uh, ensure the shipment, you know, you need to send fifty dollars oh, and whatever. But I'm scared to know how many people they actually get with that, though. That's the I, thing. I don't know. They keep doing it because it works. Yeah, and then people reach out to us on Instagram, people Facebook. Um, we've gotten emails. Hey, I just I just won this thing. Um, I'm really confused. What am I supposed to be doing? What's what's Telegram? Right. And so we've gone through and we've set set certain words like Telegram, mm-hmm. which if we ever do the triple graph, it's gonna gonna be a problem <laughs> because we're gonna have a lot of legitimate comments going straight to our uh, our uh, review. automatic review. Yeah. Um, but what they do now, these Telegram commenters, is their name will be contact us at. 60 cycle hum on telegram that will be their name and then the message will i we literally got this one where the message was just the up emoji i have seen those i've seen those because i commented <laughs> on uh you know i had jeremy shepherd on the podcast a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah and uh i commented on one of jeremy's uh episodes and sure enough i had one of those scammers that popped up on mine and every other comment on that thread it's yeah. like, oh, it's so ridiculous. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, it, I, it's, it's it's bad. It reminds me of so I'm I'm uh, I hold I've held for several years various offices in uh, a state organization that I'm in, and because our information, like who we are and e- emails, are on the state association's website, or mm-hmm. were I think we've changed that now. But um, I would get emails, and it was somebody who has spoofed their email to look like. Uh, someone else in the organization and so it'll be like it'll be an email from the president or the of the organization or from the treasurer of the organization it'll say something like hey philip i've got a vendor who has an issue uh and i'm out of town can you take care of paying this invoice and i'll get the Mm -hmm. money reimbursed to you when i get back and it's surprisingly legit looking but if yeah. you look at the email address and you know their email address, you know it's wrong. But like one day I went down the rabbit hole of like, let's see how far this goes and how this actually works, right? And I emailed mm. back. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll be happy to take care of that. What do you need me to do? And they said, oh, awesome. Thank you for taking care of this. If you will, and they sort of proceeded to like, if you'll take care of this via Venmo, 
<laughs> first of all. <laughs> and then like go down this whole rabbit hole. And then they give me a Venmo that's obviously not that not the person that I'm dealing with, right? Yeah. And so yeah. what I did is I went all the way down, all the way to getting the Venmo. And I instead of sending the money, I requested the money just to mm-hmm. see if mm-hmm. they would accidentally hit just click it. Cause it was like it was like I don't know, $2,100, something like that. Jeez. And I was like, please accidentally click to send me 21 Because what are they going to do? Are they going to report me to the authorities for stealing the money yeah, they were but, trying to steal from me? Well, it's it's Venmo. Once it's done, it's done. It's like, done. There's it's no my legal money. recourse. Yeah, that's yeah. my money. I tried I try to do that with Cash App, but apparently there's a setting on Cash App where you can set your account to receive only. Oh, really? I didn't know Yeah, that. so it's like, well, it's like, so you will, if you... Get a cash request; it will be automatically denied. Um, oh. So I think I think you know from their end they could send money, but they can't receive a request um, to send. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a decline. It just left hanging there. It just sat there for oh. a long, long time. Because this I, maybe I, before that was implemented. Yeah, I did see. Um, I watched a. I think it was a TikTok or something, Instagram reel, Facebook. Something or other. I don't know. YouTube I don't know. short. Yeah, but uh, uh, where somebody said that they um, sent one of these scams, they the scammer asked for a hundred dollars, and they sent ten dollars, and uh, and said, "Oh shoot, I I I I left off a zero, and then she requested ninety dollars, and the person was like, "Oh well, they sent or had already sent me ten, so they were expecting a message." For $90 and just did not look at it. (laughs) See, that's what I was trying to pull off with the the 2100. They could have been been, so that, yeah. So the secret is you got to, uh, you got to give them $21 first and then you got to ask for $2,100. Ah, see, that's what I should have done. I didn't. Oh, next time. I'm ready next time now. It's wild though, and it must be working uh, because. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it, right? Well, I will tell you that it's working, and this is this is such a sad story, and I won't tell you. It's a a, a company my wife used to work for. Um, I'm one, going on LinkedIn now. Yeah, I know. But luckily, my wife is not on LinkedIn, <laughs> so <laughs> um, so it uh, my wife worked in accounts receivable and payable, right? Mm, well, mm-hmm. one day, <laughs> one day, a woman who worked there. Who shall remain nameless, which is good because I genuinely can't remember her name right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, and Kelly had to, you know, my wife re- relayed all Kelly relayed all this to me. So, but so yeah. their first awareness that something was going on was when this person came and asked them if there's another company credit card, and they're like, "Wait, what?" She said, "Well, the other's maxed out. Do do you have? Is there another one?" And they were like, "Why is the company credit card maxed out?" And she proceeds to explain that the president of the company told her oh to go God. buy a bunch of Amazon gift cards. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily it was oh. one of like the petty cash cards. So it was like a small dollar amount credit yeah, card, but still. still, yeah, it was, it was still, you know, four figures worth of Amazon the, gift cards. The IT department at my company actively like we do. I apparently it's called micro learning. I learned mm-hmm. this term this week. Uh, but we get like once a month a like short video on like it's a little comedy sketch on uh, information technology 
And then, you know, every six months or so, they send out emails to random people impersonating, you know, the CEO as just a test of like, and one of them literally was, hey, uh, can you, uh, I'm out of town. Uh, I want to do some gifts for all of the people on staff. Can you run down to, or for like an upcoming raffle, can you run down to 7-Eleven and buy a couple $50, you know, Google store gift cards or whatever. Yep. And, uh, and so now that one, you know, if you reply to the email or whatever, then it is going to be like, gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so don't, don't reply snarkily like I do. Uh, well, the, the, they did a bad one recently where they sent out links. This one got a lot of people, um, Man, they sent links out, and emails. Yeah. Well, they impersonated like different people in different positions. So I got one impersonating HR. Um, so one of the people got someone, they got one that was like impersonating somebody in, um, I think in the finance chain and they managed at least in, so the one that I got was like, here's a folder for like eight upcoming HR initiatives. So that kind of thing is like, yeah, very enticing. I looked at it and I was like, huh, I floated the link and I was like, this is not a SharePoint link. This is like some random thing I've never heard of before. Right. Um, And then I looked at the email address and I'm like, this is not one of our email addresses. This is, this is a fake, but one of my coworkers got one and he had been working on uh, an inventory control project, uh, trying to like locate a bunch of equipment and make sure like what's still in use, what's not in use. And he got a link to a spreadsheet that was, basically on the topic of like inventory and he, and he just clicked on it and it was like, gotcha. Oh no. Yeah. Now the most, the most fun thing is like, I took the email address and I Googled the URL. mm -hmm. That's like, you know, at maximum business profits.com. I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) Right. And uh, that sounds like a legit site, like not legit, just it exists. Yeah. So when you Google it, it comes up with a list of like a bunch of these websites that uh, the IT company has on like their thing saying like, if you use our service, make sure all of these websites remain whitelisted. Otherwise, our our integration won't work. Oh wow! So it's, it was a, so I found the master list. <laughs> uh, I didn't, you know, it's like whatever. It's you know, it's if you're as long as you're being smart about it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really incredible that you know for our company uh, we do this actively, and I I know you know people that have been kind of in that same situation who fortunately have not gone to Seven Eleven and bought you know. Uh, yeah. Max out the petty cash card on <laughs> on uh, Steam. That's that's my favorite one. Is like when they ask for Steam. Yeah, it's like uh, cards. What are you What are you gonna do? You gonna buy the entire Star Wars backlog? I mean, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I actually I could use a Steam gift card. I want to buy the uh, the the Half Life box set. But oh yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I haven't played that in a long time. 
but it, so it's just it's interesting to see the different scams that are popping up and they're they're all over YouTube. They're, they're you see them all over um Instagram too, although I I feel like they yeah. died down some on Instagram. But maybe they've yeah, died inst- down because Instagram's dying. I don't I don't know. It, Instagram uh I think Instagram is such a visual media and it's such a like um I know women who get sugar daddy requests that are, I'm pretty sure if you, they played out, it would be, well, in order for me to send you the $5,000, I need you to, you know, give me your bank information or something. Oh yeah. I can uh, see that. My favorite is I, the pro- message us to promote on such and such. And you know, oh, it's yeah. really like, yeah. Oh, we'll promote you, but we, this fee and da, 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 da. Is it really? I I've ne- I I've, don't know what any. I'm, how that's work. always been my assumption that it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll promote you, but it's going to cost you this much. Yeah, the Instagram. Uh, I used to get the Instagram internet girlfriend ones a lot. Too. Oh yeah, and uh, where it's like, oh hi, I'm so and so. I just moved to town. Like, <laughs> oh, let's be friends. I, I used to Great. get those Facebook. That's where those used to happen. It's on Facebook yeah. for me. You get the. the the fake account trying to friend you and then send you a message kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the astonishing one. So um, you see the ones on Facebook where they, yeah, they clone your friend and then they're like, you just assume that like something happened. So they started a new account. Uh, The ones that's rough on Instagram is when you get them and you're like, Oh, so you're telling me you're Charlize Theron. (laughs) No, no, my name's Jennifer. Okay, but all of your pictures are of Charlize Theron. No, that's me. I'm Jennifer. People tell me I look like her all the time. I've I've never engaged enough. It's just like instant block. Just instant. Just I'm not going to mess with this. I'm not dealing with this today. It's it it's such a wild world of having to be super conscientious and um it was really funny. We got um a, a library I used to work at. We ended up with a um a patron clicked on a link that ended up being a ransomware. Luckily, <laughs> oh no! Luckily, luckily, we got you know quarantined the computer. But yeah. we we use this software called Deep Freeze. I don't know if you're familiar with Deep Freeze at all. No. So essentially, you put Deep Freeze on your computer, and you can do whatever you want to do to it. When you restart that computer, it comes back up untouched. However, oh, you okay. however you froze it, like whatever the yeah. state of that computer was when you froze it, that's how it comes back. So, like to do any updates or anything like that, you have to thaw it. You have to like mm-hmm. unfreeze it. And so it was like, oh, ransomware restart. <laughs> it's, it's the most <laughs> beautiful thing ever. But it's also it's it's not something you could put on like a daily driver type computer that you're right. constantly working right. on things. But like patron computers that need to go back to empty because I'm not going to tell you some of the photos I found on public computers. <laughs> um, there are just some things that no one should have to experience. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's it's a necessary software on library computers, in, in my opinion. And it saves you from things like ransomware attacks. But yeah, yeah, people click on things they shouldn't all the time. So I'm gonna we're gonna move past scams. We're gonna move back into gear a little bit because we <laughs> sure. we talked about uh, talked about how you could sell drums for Sweetwater. So you went to Sweetwater recently yeah. for Gear yeah. Fest, uh, which I was I was super bummed that it was like you know influencer invite only and then videos. Like I was hoping to go this year. I've never been to Gear Fest. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm too small potatoes for Sweetwater, and I get that. Um, well, 
build do so spend the next uh spend the next year and a half building up the YouTube side of your channel. I've noticed I, I think Sweetwater likes to partner with hungry people. I get you. More yeah. you know, more than anything. So we'll, we'll see. Um, it's uh but so y'all went up, y'all did that, and you decided yeah. to take the test. Right. To right. become a Sweetwater employee. Now, I know that there's multiple tests. There's like you take the test, and then it's like, okay, you're still going to go through the training, but hey, you've got yeah. what it takes for us to start working with you, right? Yeah. And, so my uh, understanding is that is the test that I took was the get your foot in the door test. I, I, so that video was really, that video was technically on Phil McKnight's channel, right? Am, am okay. I right? Okay. Um, yeah. So that test, that, that video was interesting to me because. I wish every major musical instrument retailer like cared that much about the knowledge of their salespeople. I, yeah. I really it's, do. It's wild. Um, so basically Ryan told me, Hey, Phil's going to do this thing. And I was like, that sounds really cool. Like that's going to be a really fun video. And I was like, Hey, do you think Phil would let me take it with them? And then Ryan was like, well, let's talk to him. So we just talked to him. I said, Hey man, like, um, I think you and I like we're kind of in the same mindset here. This sounds like a ton of fun. I don't know what the format is for how they're setting this up for you, but is there any chance like both of us could take it? And so he just went and talked to HR and said, Hey, well, we got a second uh influencer here who wants to do it. So yeah, Phil McKnight uh set that all up and let me take it with them and and so that was uh, uh super fun. It was and you repaid fun. him by smoking him on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yes, yes. But, uh, you know, that's a, that test. I, there are certain sections I did. I did. I forget what section it was. There was one where I busted them on it because I think every question is like, there's five answers. And I right. think there was one section that, uh, he got like 19% and I was like, Phil, that's, that's worse than guessing. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's an extremely difficult test. Um, and I, you know, I think Phil did exactly. Both of us did. Were strong in what we thought we would be strong in, which is guitars. Like we yeah. both scored over ninety percent in guitars, and that's why we are guitar YouTubers. Right. Like we we live and we're guitar social media whatever. You're you're not you know. into that DJ space. Is that what you're saying? I, pff, the, <laughs> dude, the DJ space is wild, and so <laughs> and, and so you know you think like. Oh yeah, like uh what what's I mean what's uh I guess like what's what is a baseline knowledge for what you think a guitar salesperson should know, right? Like right. You know, well you should know you should probably know that if it's a what Dynason Dynasonic or a Filtertron pickup that that's like a Gretsch or Gretsch related product, right? You know, right. Um, you should know that a Les Paul is made by Gibson. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, like there would be a question that I don't remember the exact question, but the, some of the questions were in the style of like, what is a, you know, uh, I don't, I can't even think like I, what's an Ibanez, you know, numbers or what not. It wouldn't even be what's an Ibanez, whatever. It would just be like, what kind of guitar is a, uh, you know, 
what RG you know, forty five seventy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so you would you would maybe know like it would be like oh Ibanez, uh, Superstrat, uh, Gretsch, you know whatever, whatever. So you would at least have to have the knowledge to know like oh that is an Ibanez type model number. Right. So you'd have to like have that as a baseline. So for guitars, I actually think the guitar section, and maybe this is just because I approached it as a guitar player and as a guitar enthusiast. I, at sure. this point in life, sometimes I feel like I'm more of a guitar enthusiast than a guitar player. <laughs> Um, but like, I feel like that's like basic knowledge kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um, or at least like stuff you could figure out the stuff that like threw me off is when there were questions like a bunch of microphone questions, all about, uh, different types of polar patterns, yeah, like cardioid, hypercardioid, supercardioid. No, it, exactly. And, yeah. and so you're sitting there going like, like literally there would be, and, and it would just be question one question after another, after another, after another, where, you know, you're sitting there and it's like, I just Googled this. So it's, it's up here, but it's like, there would literally be, um, you know, I'm not saying this again, I'm not saying this is a question, but this could be a question like what type of polar pattern is a sure beta 52. Well, if you're not in the microphone space, you don't even know what kind of microphone that is to begin with. Right. You're like, you're like, well, I know that that's a beta series, but yeah, you know, you, there, you, there's not a lot to work there. You, you either know, or you're just guessing. Dead in the, you're dead in the water. You got no idea. So there's a lot of stuff like that. The, the recording interface stuff, it's, you know, how many outputs does this interface have? And you're like, and some of them are tricky because they'll, you know, sometimes when these companies name their interfaces and they say, oh, well, it's a four by four interface. It's like, well, is that four inputs, four outputs? Is that the number of buses? Is that, right. you know. Is that just the number the- of XLR inputs? But there's actually yeah. like 12 inputs if you count the eight at in or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like there's this stuff where it's like you really have to know that stuff. Yeah. And uh we you know we talked to them and they kind of said like well you know if we see someone come in and they're exceptionally strong in a certain area we maybe you know we and and it's not just the test you also like have to sure. basically take a psych evaluation from what I understand uh, oh, that you're wow. not a I mean I don't know if it's like a true psych evaluation but they it's I'm like saying, an like aptitude test. I don't even know if it's an aptitude test. It's just probably like more of like a can you have a conversation? <laughs> it's probably more standard HR stuff, but are you a little too much of a sociopath to work for us? <laughs> yeah. We, we need you to be the right amount. <laughs> right. Um, Just a little bit, but it's like, so the test is one part. You could score hundred percent on the test, but if you, you know, and when they're trying to ask you about your personal life, you freeze up and you can't yeah. get a word out because you know, you're just awkward or whatever. you can't handle the to talk under pressure about again your basic life then it's not you're not going to qualify for a job as a sales engineer yeah you're not going to do well where you're literally your job is to literally build relationships with people yeah i've had the same i've had the same sweetwater sales rep i think for like 15 years oh geez yeah Yeah. that's wild he's been there a long time and people get real uppity about the fact that they call themselves sales engineers. I, I, yeah. I you know, I don't really care. Whatever. It's they, they are they're building sales. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're building sales. Shout out to 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 Forrest out there at Sweetwater who does not listen to this podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
he's he's been solid uh uh it's it their their whole business model is pretty impressive the way everything yeah. works i they're doing all of the things the right way for a for a company that wants to be a you know a massive national brand like mm-hmm. if that's if you don't want to be a big national brand like you want to just be like the shop in your neighborhood the way they do it might not be the way you should do it like for sure that's a different sure. way to do it you need to you need to rethink all everything you're doing they're doing everything they can to be like this big national, like service the entire, you know, anyone in the country. I don't know how far they, uh, I don't know how far they reach if they ship to Canada or ship to internationally or anything like that. Uh, but they, um, I think they're doing all of it right and their sales show it. So we'll see if they ever pass Guitar Center in sales. It'll be interesting. Kicking my kid up. Yeah, no, I saw that. Right. That's great. That's well done. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's it's and th- that was a comment that I think somebody made up there is that like Sweetwater's. Um, it's it's interesting. You'd think Sweetwater's main competition is um, is like Guitar Center or something, but I yeah. think because uh, Sweetwater almost entirely exists in online space and Guitar Center. I mean, they exist in that space, but. Guitar Center drives most of its sales from brick and mortar still. Yep. Um, they they kind of, I don't think Sweetwater really, I don't want to say they don't consider Guitar Center as competition because I still think they have to, you know, bear that they exist. But Sweetwater's main competition, I think, is really more like along the lines of Amazon. Oh, and, interesting. And, you know, that 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 type of space. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that that's not quite how I would have thought of it. But that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because they are they're an on they're a single store with a large online marketplace. So yeah, uh, fraternity brother of mine, uh, right out of college, he got a job at uh, he got a degree in music and audio engineering, but he had a background in business. So he ended up working at the Memphis Drum Shop in obviously Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and it's a it's a really cool store. I think at, at the time, I don't know what the stats are now. I think it was the second largest drum specific music store in the country. And oh, it wow. was and it was not real big. I mean, it was big, but it wasn't yeah. like it, it, the average guitar center is bigger than the shop, but it's a drum yeah. specific shop. So um and he he was working there and he eventually got promoted to um, head of online sales, whatever the actual title is. That's what his job mm-hmm. was. He was the head of all online sales. I said, and this is like, this had to be like 2012, 2013, uh, before I really got into buying online like I do now. You know, like I ordered from Musician's Friend, sure, like the rest of us had. Um, sure. But uh, I asked him, I said, so what's what's like the sales numbers look like between in you know in the store and online he said well um and listeners i'm going to use my hands but i'll describe it he said well if retail if in store is here and he put his hand up uh Mm -hmm. he said online sales is here and it was just as far as his hand could reach up it's like it's the store stays open because of the online sales yeah no that's um uh you ever buy from Pitbull? Yes, actually, but it's funny. All of my Pitbull stuff has come through Reverb. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Pitbull is. Uh, so my, uh, I at this point he might be my old guitar tech because he lives like a hundred miles away now. But oh yeah, 
just because when I moved, I moved away from Pitbull, but Pitbull has a small storefront down in the south end of San Diego County. Uh, but the vast, vast majority of their sales are online. And so if you live in San Diego, you can go and get your guitar worked on by my my guitar tech, Sean. But from what I understand, um, and maybe I'm mixing up this story a little bit, but basically he was originally hired because they all of the guitars that they shipped out get inspected first. So he was just doing oh. guitar setups on just guitars that were they'd receive. He would do a setup inspection and setup and then put it back in the box and it would get shipped, you know, that would get sold through reverb or get sold through their storefront or whatever. And that was kind of their, their business model. So their shop um, is basically a, like I said, a tiny little storefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like the front office showroom uh, for a giant warehouse. Okay. And what it what it kind of looks like is, you know, if you've ever what it kind of reminds me of is like a Granger. If you've ever been into a Granger, I've never been inside. A, uh, I've ordered from Granger, but I've never no, been inside yeah. one. If you ever been inside a Granger or inside of like, I don't know, but it's like you go in there and they've got like basically one room. In the center of the room is some like synthesizers and some live, live uh, audio DJ kind of stuff, and then on the walls to both the sides is uh, guitars and and guitar amps and more guitars, and then at the front counter, uh, all their effects pedals and, and strings and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it's not, it's not uh, all I, the I mean, capo, just acres of capos. Yeah, That's I would guess front. that in, that entire front office space is maybe I don't know four hundred square feet, five hundred oh, wow. square feet. Like it's not huge. Yeah, it's not, I mean it's 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 big enough to house all that stuff. Well, but if you if you uh, think about it, that Sweetwater is just that scaled up because yeah, as as yeah. big as the showroom is for Sweetwater, the warehouse is that much bigger. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to the warehouse. I, I know a bunch of people took. Uh, I think early in the day, uh, when I was when we got up there, a, a bunch of people had already gone and done the warehouse tour. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, I kind of wish I would have done it, but I think they all walked. And I think by the time I would have gotten around to it, or maybe had I tried to do it from the beginning, I got COVID. At oh yeah, that's right. So uh, congratulations! And then I, ga- and then I gave <laughs> it to we. I possibly gave it to Emily. Oh no! Possibly gave it to her husband from Get Offset, uh, Emily. So, um, oops. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know until I got back because I didn't have any tests with me. Uh, so I just, I just figured, you know, flight, uh, super dehydrated, eating, you know, jet random lag. food, jet lag. Uh, had had one beer too many, all in combination. Like, oh, I'm just feeling real rough. I told yeah, Ryan, you were. And, and then after the fact, that's uh, actually the the worst part is after the fact. I told Ryan, I go like, "Hey, man, uh, so uh, yeah, just so you know, I tested positive for COVID." And he goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "You know, in hindsight, when you told me what how you were feeling and like described to me what you were going through, I should have realized that that's exactly what I went through when I had COVID." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was brutal for me. I got it at a blues festival, which is wonderful. Ew. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. Um, yep. So, everyone, if you want COVID, just go to Indiana. Yeah, there you go. That's just <laughs> Indiana. All of Indiana is just COVID central. 
I mean, no, it, no. I mean, Brian Wampler real good lives time. there, so yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I I know uh, they are hemming and hawing a few different things for Gear Fest 2023. Uh huh. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think I, they know what they're going to do at this I point. I really hope they do something a little more open. Um, cause I, you know, they moved Nam. Nam is yeah. in April this year because they're, they're slowly yep. trying to get it back to that January window, yep. right? Which at least that's I just, what, they've never said that. I don't think that's what we're all assuming is that what they're doing. Well, I, uh, I mentioned on, so I jumped on Ben Coombs live stream. Ben Coombs is a Canadian YouTuber. A guitar YouTuber. He does Canucks with guitars. Yeah, I I, try, I, I hop show. in there as often as I can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned last night what I suspect happened for no reasons other than kind of putting two and two together. I suspect that in, because they skipped 2021, mm-hmm. maybe they had some kind of maybe that was like a contract year. Okay. Or, or maybe because they skipped a year, they they lost their contract, and so they didn't renew soon enough. And basically, they then they went to the convention center and had to say, "Well, what do you have available?" Yeah. And so then they took June, and then they took April. Excuse me. So I think the goal is to get back to January. They're January is supposed to be twenty twenty four, but I suspect what happened is they just lost the slot. Whereas if they would have maintained their contract every single year, then that weekend is always guaranteed interesting again i don't have any inside information that's just from that's reading the tea leaves throwing (laughs) the bones i mean that's that's a that's a real possibility i get it you know i can i can i can see those figures in the in the flames but i uh, I opened up the newspaper one day and it said aries nam 2023 will be in april Man, that's a horoscope with some pointed ideas. That was, yeah. Um, but well, yeah, so Gear Gearfest, I you know, it's tough because one of the things that they did say, and I, I don't think this is like you know, I think people can take what they want. I, the, I don't think this is particularly secret, designed to be secret information. Yeah, is running P- Gearfest the way it used to, where they would have, I think, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand people out there for like two days. Um, took from what they described it took every single person at Sweetwater to run that event. Yeah. I I can only imagine that's a lot of people. Yeah. Whereas honestly like that I mean there were probably a I would guess the number of people involved with the influencer focused one that I, I kind of hate that word but I don't know what else to use like it, the or the creator you know, there influencer you creator space um, that was out there. It was probably maybe like one Sweetwater employee per every two influencers or creators or whatever. So at the end of the day, um, you have the you had the main uh, marketing team, which is like I don't know six or seven people that at least that I, we interacted with. There's like three main people on that marketing team that we work with. Um, and maybe a, a few people that like run their vi- like do video specific for them. Uh, so in total, they, they probably I would guess yeah they probably dedicated like twenty or thirty employees to the running the the nuts and bolts of this creator gear fest. Whereas before, from what I understand, it was like on All top hands. of your sales engineer 
like shift. You also spent like two or three hours out at Gear Fest just making sure that some guy who you know didn't dehydrate or something. Right. And then I think the last two, uh, so not this even actually this past year, I think it rained. It rained when we went out there. And I think it rained the day we left. So we missed it for like the actual portion of it. But I, I think it was Gearfest. Wampler talked about it on his show mm-hmm. like two years ago where it rained one day and like flooded the entire parking lot uh, in like an hour. And so they had to basically like batten down the hatches for an hour. And then afterwards it stopped raining. So they started everything back up, but it's Indiana in late June, early July, which is already, you know, 90 degrees and a hundred percent humidity. And then it rains. So, uh, yeah, uh, from what I understand, it was pretty miserable. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really know if they're going to go back to that. I I'd like to see them at least do some kind of hybrid situation, but, it that is be tough cool. because it's like once you, you know, do you charge people to make it worth Sweetwater's time? You know, do you like, what do you do to make this worth everyone's, everyone's yeah, cause time? Because I'm sure in the early you days, know? the sales they would get during that week or weekend were made it worth it. But if it grows too big, suddenly it becomes untenable. Yeah. yeah. Right, that makes sense. Well, we'll see what it holds. But, you know, I, I can't go to NAM next year because the weekend they moved it to is the same weekend as the Blues Festival I got COVID during. Mm. Um, but it's a Blues Festival. <laughs> I have I have played that Blues Festival. Some some years I played upwards of eight or nine gigs during that Blues Festival. Wow. In, in three days. Um, Jeez. But I've played that Blues Festival every year it's existed. And so I'm not willing Mm -hmm. to break that streak. You know, some things you just, you don't mess with. And that's one of them. So I'm not going to get to go to NAM next year. So I'm really hoping something with Gear Fest that I can actually attend would be kind of cool. If not, I'm thinking about trying to make like the Dallas Guitar Show or something like that. That You know, I've never been to the Dallas Guitar Show. I've I've always heard that one's really good. Yeah. Um. I would like to, I mean, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know, you know, Ryan with both of us kind of do, being like, well, I have a full-time job. This is kind of a side gig for me. For Ryan, 60 Cycle Hum is a full-time, that's his full-time job. Right. So, you know, a lot of time, a lot of the time things like, um, and this is, you know, this is our, I guess, a, a pet peeve, right? Um, for Ryan, it's a full-time job. So if he says like, well, let's go to Dallas Guitar Show, like that is not a decision to be made lightly um, for him because uh, and because that's, if he goes and he makes content and he doesn't have any plans, he's just going to go make content. If he sees something cool, film it, right? Right. Um, and then he comes home and now he's got to edit that stuff. So what happens is you fly out. I don't know how many days Dallas Guitar Show is, but say everything included, he loses a work a week of work. He gets back. He's now got to edit the footage from the guitar show, which depending on how many videos he made, say he made, uh, say he can edit two videos a day. So if he makes 15 videos, he can edit all of that in a week on a crunch. He's now lost two weeks of actual work. Actual paying, like know that it's paying paying work. work. Right. 
So then people come out and they say like, oh, like all you have on your channel is sponsored content. It's all sponsored content. It's like, well, and it's something we're trying to get, we're trying to get back to um, like zero space um, because yeah, it, it's for for us, it's like tough to be able to not be able to say like, well, let's do something, you know, let's just do something stupid. Let's make a goofy video. Let's just have a yeah. video that's grab five random effects off the back wall. Like maybe let's do a thing where we let's open toss up an to Epiphone the, off a bridge. To, yeah. Well, I think we got paid for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember actually. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, Maybe you open something up to, to Patreon and you say, hey, everybody uh, vote on your top five effects and whatever gets the most votes will make a video featuring those five effects in a chain. You you lose the ability to do fun stuff like that when uh, when you've it's and it's not just about paid work existing. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. just about getting paid to make the videos. It's also about just having a backlog where you feel like you need to get through your paid work before you can do fun stuff. So um, we're trying, we're trying to get there. Um, I, like I said, I'd like to do some other or send Ryan out to some of these other shows. um, But it's a matter of, of planning everything out ahead of time. And, and a lot of times those uh, shows aren't super conducive to going out and filming and stuff. So it it becomes kind of tough too. Yeah. I like, so I haven't been to, to Dallas. Um, Guitar show, but I have friends. Well, who Dallas have is Dallas is in Texas. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's the, a, it is. It's a terrible I think place the to second, drive. Second largest city in. Te- is it? I've it's, I've driven from uh, from Love Field to Plano, and that's all I really can remember. It, it is the second largest, un- unless by some weird fluke, San Antonio passed it. Um, but it's it's oh, it's a terrible place to drive. Don't do it if you can avoid it. <laughs> um, Atlanta is the only place worse that I know of. Uh, which I'm going to Atlanta this week. Actually, when this episode airs, I'll be in Atlanta. Right, right. Um, But but I haven't been to it, but I have lots of friends who have. It seems really cool. The thing I like about it is you get to see a lot of smaller builders there. Mm. Um, You also, like, you can make deals. Like, if you take a couple grand, if you have money, if you have a little money, and you're like, oh, well, I want to go see what's the raddest thing I can find for 500 bucks. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm taking this much mm-hmm. money. It's like going to the casino and like, I've got $20. I'm going to put it in a slot machine and just see. Um, it's yeah. like, I've got, I've got this little bit of gear money that I've squirreled away. Let's see what I can wheel and deal. Get the coolest thing I can find at Dallas guitar show. So that's what I want to go check that out. Maybe next year. If, if I can't do gear fest, cause I don't, I don't make money doing this. I lose money making this podcast. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a big expense for me if I go. That's like a vacation. Like, w- w- but it's a vacation in which I'm going to try to work and actually meet people, get guests for the podcast, try to find some sponsors. Uh, that's yeah, that's my next yeah. goal next year is really actively trying to find sponsors for the podcast. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, we're we're nearing the end, so I want to ask. I, so I asked in the Discord chat. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which which you are in the Discord chat as well, um, mm-hmm. it, listeners. If you want to join the Discord, you do not have to be a Patreon supporter to join the Discord. Just hop in, hang out with us, talk gear. It's fun. We talk other things too. Uh, we talk food and beer, and you know. Uh, we try to find great deals for each other. It's actually a really great place for some of you 60 cycle hum folks who are always looking for, yeah. for deals on stuff. But uh, so I asked the question, I said you were going to be on. And if they had any questions, we're going to skip that one. Cause we're going to end on that one. 
Uh, we're gonna talk, <laughs> we'll talk about your alter ego at the end. Oh, right, right. So, so uh, uh, Rick from Honey Picks ha- mm-hmm. asked, um, you've been doing the podcast for a long time, which we've discussed. How right. do you not, how do you stay inspired or not get burned out? Um, I think the key is in this, this is a thing that I, you know, I think the key is that the content is, is always fresh. You know, it's the gear world. There's always something new happening. Even though we don't really cover new stuff. Sometimes it's, uh, we, we, you know, we talk about news. We make fun of the most, the episode that dropped today, uh, was, uh, and this is a thing Ryan and I have been doing. It's kind of, it's very annoying. Uh, I think Ryan and I are both the kind of people who like to be intentionally annoying, which also plays into this. Uh, the, the headline for this one was, is Tim Henson, the new Bonamassa? Yes. Uh, Because what a clickbait title, but he's been saying stuff. That's like, Oh, I don't use boomer bands or like being in a metal band sucks because you don't make money. Like, if that's no, if those aren't Joe Bonamassa type statements, I don't know what are, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, the difference is Tim Henson's like 27 years old or whatever. Like he's, a, he's right. A, right. He's, he's young. a young gun. Um, you know, so y'all did, I, I want to mention this because y'all did like this series of like three or four. I'm going to show my age a little bit here too. So y'all did these like three or four in a row episodes with a similar title. Whereas, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Does, does Paul Reed Smith deserve signature pedals? Does a seahorse deserve a signature guitar? Does you know, you did like a whole it's string stupid. of these. I it's love it. It reminded me though of like the satirical guitar podcast version. Do you remember? I, I don't know if you're really into comic books. I was, I was really into comic books coming up, and I remember the episode where Bane broke bruce wayne like the mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. where bane broke bruce wayne over his knee and snapped his back and there was right. like there was like this series of three covers and i think they were mm-hmm. all three sequential episode uh, episodes uh issues where it was bane with batman over his knee then it was bane with robin over his <laughs> knee and then it was the new batman like a night hawk, I can't remember what they called him at, right now, but with right. with Robin over his knee, and then there was like <laughs> like they did like this whole series of, of of issues where like some character had some other character doing a backbreaker on the you know yeah. like old school WWE yeah. style, and it was like oh, it just man. got more ridiculous as it went on, and that's what I thought of immediately, like by the third, third I mean, show. I mean- there, there's stuff like that. Like the Paul Reed Smith one was particularly fun <laughs> because it's like, well, it's not a signature pedal, but no. it's also like for all of these, it's like, you know, does so-and-so, you know, the, at the core, and this is what, what I love so much about it is I, I think um, one of the first ones in that series was, does Rick Beato deserve a signature guitar? Yeah, I because think that's that the, the question. Uh, that was the question that like so many people are asking on the forums is like, what the, you know, this is awesome or this is the worst or whatever. And at the end of the day, Ryan and I, like our take on these, especially on like anybody having a signature, or anything is like, who cares? It's, it's right. marketing either buy it or don't. 
Right. Like just recognize it for what it is. It's marketing. Somebody in a marketing department has decided that this person is a big enough brand uh, that they can have a mutually beneficial relationship, you know, and good, bad, like ESP has a Hatsune, Hatsune Miku signature (laughs) guitar. She doesn't exist. Right. She's made up. She's made but up. She, but she has a signature guitar, you know. <laughs> it's it's uh, just good marketing. It, well, it's like it, the um the Billie Eilish ukulele. Is that is that yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Maybe I missed it. Does Billie Eilish play ukulele? In the marketing for that, she says that that uh, most of her songs start out on ukulele. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, but I've never seen she, her like publicly playing. The instrument. Yeah, I think it's like because it's like uh you know if she ever does like an a- acoustic session or something. Right. When she does her MTV unplugged. Yeah, uh, exactly. So. Um but yeah, no, it's so so to me it's like who you know, who cares? And and then the more ridiculousness, like the seahorse deserve a signature <laughs> guitar. <laughs> Or whatever. I love um, it. I love it so much. You know, I don't know what's on the docket for this week. We're we're supposed to record this week, but it's like, yeah, I, I told Ryan, I said, if you can't come up with the clickbait title, it's just I'm just gonna make whatever we talk about uh does X deserve Y. <laughs> I love it. Like if you can't come up with something, I'm just gonna make does X deserve Y. And uh and that's gonna be the title. That that'll work. So uh, over in Discord, Mike asked, um, and and I'm going to put some parameters around this because y'all have had some really wild stuff. And he says, "What's the craziest guitar you have found?" So I'm going to say, "What?" Because if you sit here and think, you're going to sit here and try to decide, like, "Oh, was this crazier than that?" Oh no, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. What's the I, first I, thing I that pops in your head? What's the first one that pops um, in your head? I mean, I think the first thing that pops into my head is the one that I I referenced earlier uh, was the uh, birth, the birth death cycle uh, painted on it. Yes. Anytime people paint their own guitars, it's always wild. Uh, We also had the one recently that was English Breakfast. Oh, yeah. uh, Had the blood sausage and just. Yeah. And and Ryan and I were going back and forth trying to decide if something was bacon or if it was ham. (laughs) Apparently it was bacon. Uh, all the Brits were like, that's bacon. That's what it looks like here. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. I don't know. Um, wow. Yeah, a lot of those. So all this time um, we've been calling ham Canadian bacon, we should have been calling it British bacon? I guess. Uh, well, the problem I, to me. I'm the, so the, sorry the, to my UK listeners. Oh, the, actually, the, the best part, I forgot. The best part of that one is we couldn't figure out what the knobs were. Oh, the yeah. The knobs were mushrooms because apparently – Mushrooms are the what uh, the uh, the best you know uh, what, what's the what's the saying that they always have on the cereal commercials? Like, mushrooms are are part of a balanced breakfast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> fungus is part of a balanced breakfast. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, it, it's always it's always something like that, or it's something where um, uh, you know somebody put put built something into a guitar that they shouldn't have the the again this week's episode featured a uh pvt60 that somebody uh 
attached a Casio DG20 to. Um, so they made it heavier. Yes. Oh, God. Well, they removed some of the wood and replaced it with plastic, so I don't know. I'm oh, not sure gotcha. if it's heavier or not. Oh, man. All right. But there's, so, I mean, again, it's like 400 episodes, 450 episodes. It's hard It's hard yeah, to remember. Of, of something ridiculous every episode. Something. Yeah. And, yeah. and look, I come from a world of blues folk art, so I've seen some wild things. And um, especially things that have been uh, like the things people. So I used to. I, I grew up knowing a guy and I've played with him a bunch, uh, but he's, he's his own thing. I never like played as part of his band. It was just sitting in and mm-hmm. you know, hanging out a uh, guy by the name of James Johnson. He goes by the moniker super chicken and he builds, <laughs> he builds all of his own guitars. Like he used to, used to play just plain old guitars. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point he um, decided to start building his own. So he would just atta- either attach necks or he mm-hmm. would just, string things across lag bolts and play slide on it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, but like he made one out of a ceiling fan, like the, the center round part of a ceiling fan. I'm going to, I'll send you pictures. Yeah. I'll, I will send you pictures. Okay. Um, he made one out of a shovel. Uh, he made a guitar out of a shotgun. He couldn't fly with that one for obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, I mean, he's made uh, his. He got started though making them out of gas cans, like the Jeep style metal yeah. gas cans. Okay, so he would make gas can guitars, and um, it's, it's just a giant cigar box. It's exactly, basically, that's what he's doing. He's making oddball cigar box guitars, and he plays them all live. Like he'll be have a yeah, stage yeah. full of like fifteen of them, and pick them up for different songs, and it's a whole thing. So good grief! You, there's ton. I think there's tons on YouTube. I'm saying that now, but. There's YouTube uh, of uh, of Super Chicken. That's Chicken C H I K A N, not the mm-hmm. normal spelling. Um, he's a he's a hoot. He's a lot of fun. If you see him playing at a, he travels the country uh, playing blues festivals and gigs. So if you see him, you got to go check him out. He's a riot. Um, but yeah, so it, a lot of the stuff y'all I've seen a lot of that stuff. So some of the wilder stuff y'all see, I'm like, oh no, this is right at home with the stuff I'm yeah. used to yeah. seeing. Um, all right, last question. We need to talk sure. about your alter ego. Yeah, yeah. We we need to talk about Super Rich Steve. So yeah, um, I don't I don't really remember how that started. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, think- well, first let's let's settle all the debates. I know there's been mm-hmm. wide ranging arguments. Um, <laughs> you're not actually super rich. No, no. <laughs> um, I mean, you no. make that scientist money. I know, but. No, um, if, if I was super rich, I wouldn't have moved out of out of town. Um, That's true. But uh, yeah, so it's the idea on one of the episodes, I think, you know, the question was posed, um, you know, every once in a while you look at a, you look at a, a guitar and you say, well, if money was no object. Yeah. And I think either Ryan or I said like, well, if I was super rich, I would do this. And it was just so like, out- because the whole premise of super rich Steve is that super rich Steve will pay people to destroy these things that they claim to love that they have to sell. <laughs> and so the, you know, there's, there's two versions of super rich Steve. There's the super rich Steve that, um, 
well, you know, the guy wants a thousand dollars for this guitar that's worth three hundred dollars. Right. And instead of giving him a thousand dollars, Super Steve offers him a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and then either takes it and then spends another, you know, twenty thousand dollars sending that guitar to Gibson to have it Murphy labbed, kind of a thing, right? <laughs> uh, or to make or it for, the, I, I seem to distinctly remember. At one where it was like, you know, hate to sell it, love this guitar. And he's like overselling it for like double or triple what it's worth. And then you're like paying him to smash it. Like you're like, no, no, I'll pay you more than it's worth. And so that's the other version is, okay, you know, you want 5,000, I'll give you 50,000, but I'm going to show up in like a Lamborghini uh, and I'm going to take the guitar back out to my Lamborghini, but instead of putting it into the the uh do lamborghinis have trunks i don't know i don't know <laughs> I, I think i feel like they have the hood the hood trunk possibly like because i think they're a rear engine vehicle so instead of putting it in the guitar or whatever in the tr- in the hood trunk i just put it on the back of the car and pull out a uh a, a can of gasoline out of the <laughs> out of the trunk and then light it on fire and when the person freaks out i'm like i just gave you fifty thousand dollars this is mine now so sh- <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. It's a uh, very destructive, like, you know, it's, it's, it's throwing the Epiphone off of a bridge, but instead I'm throwing a 1958 Les Paul off of a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen uh have you ever seen that? That whole just gave me a flash. Have you ever seen the movie pool hall junkies? No. What is that? Oh, what? Oh man. I've never okay, even heard on. of it. Hold on. We're going to go down a rabbit hole for a second. We are, we're way over time, but with this is worth it. I don't want to <laughs> save this for Patreon. Um, so listeners, you're welcome. Pool hall junkies. This is awesome. Like late eighties, early nineties movie. I feel like maybe it's late nineties. I don't know. Um, but it's mm-hmm, low production mm-hmm. value, but it's got Christopher Walken in it. And, yeah. and it's about this guy who's this incredible pool player. And he wanted to go pro, but the guy who was managing at the time was this like shyster who like when the invite to the pro tour came, he tossed it and made him a hustler instead. Right. Hmm. So he's just hustling people for money. Um, Anyway, I'm not going to give away the entire plot. But like, there's this whole. Mo- Actually, I'm going to give away the ending. So I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, it's well, it's sort of. I'm going to give away like the best scene because I'll tell you why you made me think of it. So, listeners, if you're going to go watch Pool Hall Junkies, and you care about this ending, and you don't want me to spoil a 30 plus year old movie, um, or 25, however old it is, um, pause here, go watch the movie, come back. Um, it's apparently, on YouTube. The whole movie's on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, the it's entire also movie. on Amazon. Yeah, on Amazon Prime with with ads. It's free on YouTube. Just just okay. watch the whole thing, and it's not that long. It's under an hour and a half, I think. Um, so so at, towards the end, there's this like whole scene where Christopher Walken, like the kids, the guys dumped his manager, and now his manager's picked up this pro who's trying to beat him, and like there's like all this money on the table <laughs> for this bet, right? And uh, Christopher Walken like has these great monologue speeches. There's one about a lion. He's like, you ever watch those documentaries on the TV? Yeah. There's one about the lion and he's so big and he's so hot and the sun's beaming down. You don't want to move. And he goes on this whole (laughs) thing about how eventually the lion has to show the jackals and the hyenas who he is. And he said, don't just beat him, kick his ass. And so then he goes out there. <laughs> so it's so good. It's so good. 
And so there at the end, he goes out there and he makes a sh- he makes a shot. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He misses his shot. And and they're playing they're playing nine ball. They're not playing eight ball pool. They're playing like you know grown adult pool nine balls. That's the way to go. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, so he he misses the shot and it sets up this difficult shot for the next guy, right? And mm-hmm. so the guy's sitting there staring at it. Oh, which by the way, the 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 other the pool like pro is the guy from Silver Spoons. Uh, if you remember that old right. TV show, yeah, yeah, Ricky Schroeder. It's Ricky Schroeder. So um, he's looking at the shot. He's trying to line it up. He starts to shoot it, and the guy's like, "Come on, you gonna shoot it already?" He said, "I." He said, "I wish this was your shot." And he's like, just egging him on. He said, "Yeah, I wish that was my shot too. Pay good money for a shot like that." He said, "Oh, you think you can make it?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, what's it?" And so the the guy who used to manage said, "What's it worth to you? Think you can make that shot?" And so he. They, they, he talks him into betting him that he can't make that shot, right? And um, so he bets him that he can't make that shot. And he says, oh, well, I don't know. That's a two grand shot. So they toss some money on the table. And he misses the shot. Like the guy steps aside. The pro, you know, Ricky Schroeder steps aside. He takes the shot and he misses. And he's like, ah, oh, dang it. And he lost like two and a half grand, right? And uh he says, and Ricky Shorter goes to take another shot. He says, see, I told you I couldn't make that shot. And he put his stick in front of him and stops him and says, uh-uh, it's my shot. He said, no, you just missed. He said, no, no, no. I just paid $2,500 <laughs> for your shot. Now it's my shot. And he wins the, like, whatever, nice. like, five figure they've got on the table plus the dude's car. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no. It, I just yeah, paid you yeah. for that guitar. I can do what I want with it. <laughs> God, that was a long story for that point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love that movie here. so Everyone's way more than I should. It. Way, way more than I should. Yes, it is on YouTube. Please go watch it. Well, Steve, thanks for coming on the show, man. Sure. We're gonna go. We're gonna go talk a little more over on the Patreon. And uh, remember, listeners, to get the Patreon, just go over to Patreon.com/slash40wattpodcast, where you can support this show for five dollars a month. Um, I get some <laughs> part of that after all the fees. Uh, and uh, you will get an extra episode every week or every week that I put out a show because I'm trying to be more consistent. I'm doing what I can, y'all. Life's hard. Um, in the meantime, y'all be sure to be good to yourselves, be kind to each other, and make some noise. This episode is brought to you by the supporters of 40 Watt Podcast over on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash 40 Watt Podcast, where for as little as $3 per month, you can help support the podcast and get every episode ad-free. For $5 a month, you'll get every episode ad-free, as well as a bonus episode every week. I can't overstate how thankful I am for the support of my patrons, and hope you'll consider joining the team and helping keep this show on the road.